Hi, everybody. Welcome to the PFFA pod. My name is Kyle McLowry, and I'm sitting here at the Union Hall with uh, President Alan Fershweiler. And I think that we're going to today just talk about a variety of subjects, maybe sort of from that 10,000-foot view, but there's a lot going on. And um, I'm here to just to help mediate uh, some of the message you want to get out, Alan. So uh, where do you want to start? Well, let's just jump into the budget, if that's okay with you. Thanks for joining us. Um, I know we have, uh, it's January 2021, and thank God 2020 has said goodbye. It was a rough year here at the Union Hall. Gone, 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 rough uh, for everybody. Yeah. And thanks for everybody and their patient this year, last year. It just, I don't know what to say except that it's gone. Let's move forward and let's work on stuff. First thing I want to get into is the budget. Okay. And so uh, we did get budget guidance from the city to cut 5% from our budget. Okay. Uh, since then we have, and I would say this is a lot of rumors out there on what the budget looks like. We're closing a company, we're laying off rescues, we're doing all this stuff. When people come into the station and they start talking about budgets and layoffs, it just, there has to be a counterbalance on what is truly accurate. And I'm not saying people that come in and saying we're closing station, they're inaccurate, but yeah we have a different view from, from what it is and being involved in the budget. Um, Can I just r- r- wind you back a tiny second? Yeah. So you're part of the Budget Advisory Committee? I am. Okay, so what a, just just real quick rough makeup and how, how the conversations go, just like real quick. So the union, we get me and Travis on there. Uh-huh. It's the Chief Boone, all of her staff, uh-huh. and then six people from outside that are members of the public. Civilians. Civilians. Okay. You know, um, and so we were initially told, hey, it's going to be $5 million. Then the, the budget um, comes up and it says, well, we, we are down $11.5 million uh-huh. ongoing funding, which is the biggest piece is the ongoing. Citywide. Citywide. Okay. <clears throat> when you look at um, one-time funding, people can find that under the mattress. And I'm not saying it's easy to do, but it's a lot easier than ongoing funding. So, you know, $11.5 million ongoing out of a $500, $600 million budget. Right. And so if you look at a 5% cut of, uh, you know, $500, $600 million, you're looking at almost $6 million. Well, okay. we are 23% of the general fund. That's how much we take of the general fund. 23%? It, 23%. Okay. And so if you look at $11.5 million, 23% of that is closer to about $3 million. Yeah, yeah. okay. So it's nowhere near the $6 million cut that, that people are being asked to take. Um, the cost of living came out. They had budgeted for 2%. It's going to be 1.6. So they're able to make up, okay. they are able to make up $1.5 million there. So now you're down to $10 million ongoing funding. I mean, all these things. And the thing is, I remember Dan Saltzman once told me, he goes, Alan, in my 20 years in City Hall, I've never seen the budget get worse after a forecast. Right. Now, last year is an anomaly. The COVID year, it did get worse. Okay. But they always, they, then they look like heroes. Hey, we need to cut 10 million. And, oh, wait, now we only need to cut eight or we need to cut seven. And so the budget is going in the right direction. Um, Sarah did find, I think there's about 900,000, almost a million in empty vacancy savings of ongoing Okay. That, that will be offered up. Um, and we are planning for the worst. We're hoping for the best, plan for the worst. We've already started our public ad campaign with Christine Miles, who okay. we hired in 2013. 
to be able to do that. Um, and we need people's support, you know. So if we need people to, you can't go down to City Hall, you can't rally at this point, but you can make a lot of phone calls. So we do need member engagement. We're starting early. We started in December for that process to, to get ready for the budget. Okay. But I am much happier today looking at the budget than I have been in the past six to nine months. It's the same old game. It's the same old game. Whether it's negotiations or whether it's budget, you ask for thousand whatever thousand yep. dollars and you're going to off get to five thousand yep. that's obviously just an example the Can chief you, operating officer was in the budget committee last yeah. night and right before he left and i just gone there very quickly and not to be controversial with him or anything but i just said i can't understand with the year that we had with wildfires with uh -huh. covid yeah. with the protests we are your front line he goes how can you accept a budget that is a closing a fire station and he said we are building the budget he goes, we are going to work very, very hard to make sure no frontline services okay. are going to be cut. So, I mean, it's early. I don't think our members should be pessimistic. We, as a union, need yeah. to be united yeah. and fight like hell yeah. to make sure our voice is heard. But I think we're in a good position. And I'm going to segue one real quick. Do you have anything more on the budget? I do. Okay, I'm going to circle back. Just we talked about the uh, media campaign with Christine Miles. Yep. So I haven't heard much about that other than phone calls. I mean, so what's it going to look like? Are we looking at some um, TV spots or what? Is there any real plan yet for that? It's, it's mainly going to be through the media. And similar like we did in 2013, it's going to be us talking about what would happen to public safety. So going back with the international, getting the studies that we need to be done. And the key really is Christine Miles. She has all the contacts for us. And so right. if we need a budget, uh, and we need it to go to the news. She's the one that knows those reporters. She preps them. She calls me. This is what you need. Okay. Um, call Rosemary Reynolds. We go through the interview and going from that. And so timeline of pressure is important. That was my next question. Get out early. Start putting pressure in February-ish. Okay. Into March. And then in April before the mayor's budget comes out is when the main pressure will be applied of public safety. And so... That really is the timeline, because once the mayor's budget comes out, it's pretty close to being set. So the work has to be done before then. Okay. All Isaac's right. in charge of that. He's going to do all the communications, and so you should be hearing. I would say somewhere around mid-February to March, you'll start hearing what we need from the members and start seeing us more and more on the news. Great. Okay. So I interrupted you. You're about to maybe segue to something else. I you? know. And I'm sorry, there's a lot of stuff to talk yeah. about, but I'm going to go to the next subject. Yeah, great. It sure. is based upon the budget. It's about, I get a lot of questions about what we're going to do about the work week reduction. Right. And so I just want to address it again. And it's weird. I go into station 18 every once in a while and I'm like, they're like, well, we're going to give those back, aren't we? And I'm like, I don't know how many more times I can explain it to my, my, my friends at station 18. And right. Here's what the language says. 5% of the general fund, it has to go down. And if it goes up more than 5%, we get a bargain the other way. So, and remember, that's for next year's budget. And again, I'm gonna rewind you a little bit. So, because <laughs> I have the same conversation many times. Uh, the language, you're talking about the contract language. I'm talking about the contract, yes. the reopener language. I mean, it's very clear. It's very clear. Yeah. So right now, we need to come up with $11.5 million in ongoing funding out of a 500, 600 million dollar budget. Yeah. 5% of 500 million is $25 million. So the second year in a COVID economy, we are only at less than 3%. So next year, which way is the budget gonna go? It's gonna get better again. Yeah. 
or it's going to stay right there. Yeah. The chance of us cutting another 25 to 30 million out of the general fund next year is not high at all. So I feel really good about the work schedule or the, um, the Kelly days being implemented uh, when they're supposed to um, in June of 2022. So, so just to go over that language. The I contract says that the Kelly day reduction, well, I guess increase is coming back at this date. It's in the contract unless there's a 5% change in the budget. This is in stone. It's That's not right. going to change. They're That's not right. going to say, hey, Alan, you know, we said we we're going to give you these Kelly days back, but we decided not to. That's not going to happen. They, they, that's a, that it was against the law. Am I right? Right. right. Okay. I don't want to say it too strongly. No, but, no, but yeah. I feel really good about, I'm, I'm optimistic about the budget and feeling very good about the implementation of the 50.4 hour work week. Can you remind me when that goes into effect, the next June reduction? June of 2022, does that sound right? Sounds right, but isn't there a reduction between now and then? June of 2021, okay. we go from a 53.05 down to a 52.5 or so, right around there. Okay. If I remember right, I don't have it written down. I don't either. We went from 13, what, every 13th day to a Kelly day, up okay. to every 19th. Yes. Then we go to one every 15th. Then we go to one every 10. Okay. And cool. I might be off one or two days in there, but that's, okay. that's what okay. I would call. Good enough. Yeah. Great. All right. So, again, I interrupted you. Were you going to segue to something else, or was there something else well, you wanted to Let's stay on the schedule, if that's okay, okay yeah, with yeah. you. So, work schedule committee working really hard. Uh, Travis and all the crew, thank you for all your work on there. Um, I have authorized us to, to not do the vacation picks this month. Okay. And so we are going to move the vacation picks. I believe it's February 23rd, 24th, 25th. Look for a official memo from both the city and the union. Okay. I signed that MOU yesterday. You will be picking from April 1st, 2021 until January of 2022. And so you're just going to do it a month later. That will give us one more month to try and convince the, the management and the city that we need to have that schedule change, at least attempt it in June of this year. If we do not get that commitment from the city, then we will probably not be able to implement until June of 2022. That's not what we want. Uh, they're working really hard to try and find out what's going to harm our members. <clears throat> how can we make our members whole instead uh -huh. of uh, screwing them? And unfortunately, we have some resistance, not from the city, actually, Marquise and the city yeah. has done really well. And they're like, we bargained this in good faith. We believe that we should implement it. Getting really good f feedback from the city. It's internal. It really is. And that's what's a little bit disappointing. And I try to convey to some of the division chiefs and go, do you know how much this means to our members? This is important. And in a time where you have COVID and wildfires and protests, this is something that could boost morale very much it could just boost it for, for the so, vast majority for the uh, vast, majority. vast majority and it would affect yes. some in the negative yeah. and, and yeah. i need to completely acknowledge that yeah. but long story short i know it's frustrating not to have that calendar in front of you yeah give us another couple weeks to really <clears throat> attempt to get this done and then <clears throat> excuse it, me it's okay so while you're coughing uh, what do you if you were to guess i'm not going to hold you to this but what do you, would you estimate the hangup is internally? Is it just the mechanics of the change? Is there some sort of philosophical uh, uh, disagreement with the schedule change? What's the hangup? I think that there's a philosophical disagreement. Okay. And, you know, some people have retired. They were hesitant towards it. We have new leadership coming in. Um, because really the workload will all stay within our union. 
Yeah. So, I mean, the BHQ staff, we're concerned about their workload. But then if they need people, get another person in there to help with the transfers. Um, right. Training, we're not really doing training right now. I mean, people are doing single company drills and we're doing CPR. But, you know, since Mike Myers, we've stopped going out to training. Yeah. He doesn't want the wind, windshield time. Right, right, right. So I don't understand if they don't want the windshield time of us going out there and we're doing a lot of company-based training, right. then why wouldn't we continue it? And again, similarly, for better or worse, it's in the contract. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's just whether it's happening 2021 or 2022. Right. Is that correct? That's right. Okay. And I keep going, and we just had the Oregon State Firefighters Council, and we were sitting all down there. They were like, so when's the Portland schedule actually <laughs> going to start in Portland? And I You're went like, through, and I said, well... <laughs> Once it goes through Eugene and Albany and Corvallis yeah, and Woodburn, yeah. da, 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 then we'll try it after everybody's. Make sure you all like it first. Uh, yeah. Then we maybe be implement the schedule we started with. Right. Well, I know, you know, I not everyone is thrilled about it, but I think, like I said, the majority of people are okay with, with something, with, with the ch- schedule changing. I'm sort of ambivalent myself, but I'm certainly willing to give it a shot, see, how, see what yeah. it's like. And I, I don't know, is this considered a trial? Or is it like it we're is a switch? trial? Okay. Yeah, you know, and we came up just to again not to get into the weeds on it, but oh yeah, it was coming to try and find a middle ground between yeah, yeah. those right, that right. want the forty-eight ninety-six uh-huh. and the regular schedule. So it's it's trying to find the middle ground. Let's hey, give it a try. And my last question. Sorry to keep on the subject, but why is it the entire bureau instead of the original idea of ten or fifteen stations? Was that just too complicated? I can tell you. Although CruiseSense is a broken toy right now. Yeah. Well, the four months that I was up in BHQ, you can absolutely do one battalion here, you one can. battalion there. I think administratively they thought it'd be too difficult. I think you can do it. Um, but until CruiseSense gets more stability on its platform, it's going to be hard. So ultimately that decision was a, a line in the sand for the administration. Yep. And right. it's with the work schedule committee. I didn't try, you know, I definitely want them to do their work. Um, you know, and I would say this, I disagree with having the Kelly days rotate because we didn't bargain it that way. We bargained it of going, you get three days off every day that uh-huh. you want. Well, the work schedule did their work. They came out with a uh-huh. survey, 75% wants it to rotate. Then that's the way it is. Right. I mean, even though I disagree with it. And so that's why we're trying to push as much work down into the work schedule committee. They're working on everything from Kelly days to how people are harmed. And, and when you say rotate, you mean rotate on the single and the double shift. Right, so okay, it's not it. okay. it's not always on your forty eight. Right, which is which is how we that's how we negotiated. But yes. you know, Marquise and the city is open to that discussion, and it's like, okay, if that's what our members want, and the city's open to it, then you know, let's do it. No comment. No, <laughs> but it's pretty <laughs> exciting. I mean, when you look at some of those things that are coming up in that situation, it's it's okay. pretty exciting. Okay. All right. Um, I feel like I could talk about that more, but should we move on or something? Anything else you want to add to that? that no. Dis- okay. No, we'll try and keep that there. Okay. Um, I will say this. Oh, is, oh, 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 sorry, one thing. If people have more to say about that, I'd say direct it towards a committee member. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Yep. Please do. Uh, they're doing a great job. Please, okay. anybody on that committee can help you with that. So the port's budget okay. down. They, they have 67% volume count that they're down for passengers. Yeah. And every time a passenger gets on a, a plane, they get a certain amount of money for doing that. And so that is their budget. 
Um, the port's doing a great job with their leadership out there. They are looking into um, not being harmed, and if they are, what they can do to um, give back, just like uh, the city did. Yeah. You know, how can we be creative? They want to keep all the staff working, and okay. they've gotten support to do that, which is good Good lobbying um, from Dave Farrell and all their group out there. Nice, nice. Purse. Let's do purse next. Let's do purse. Okay. What do you got to say about purse? Well, you know, it's, uh, we did do our 150 days in the end of November. Yep. Uh, we did our mediation in December. Yep. We declared impasse, uh, uh, after right, right right in the holidays, 27, 28. Yeah. Right in that, a frame, And so we've submitted our final offer with our costing, Uh um, a petition for arbitration. So now we're just looking at picking days. Uh, The city, of course, is trying to drag its feet. I would say great job by everybody that's um, reached out. Uh, Travis and Kyle did uh, presentations to all the members of council um, and gave them our position. It opened up a lot of conversation. Um, The the bad part is, is that here we are again, where the cops started their bargaining. Um, Uh, They do executive session for an hour or two, and they talk to about the cops for an hour and 45 minutes and then have about five minutes less for our for our discussion. So even though I think we did a great job presenting the issue and getting in front of all the council, you know, I'm not super optimistic that we don't go to arbitration. Um, We've gotten all the costing done. We have our actuarially do all the um, numbers for us. Everything's looking great on there. Our comps are done. We got that work done. Uh, we're waiting. We did get one set from the international. We're going back and forth to get them, but we are really well prepped for that. And we are going to put that in front of the arbitrator and say, this is what it is. Um, Salem was successful. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that I won't go into the chance of success cause this is recorded, but right. you know, I feel like we are going to give the arbitrator every chance they can to say that the union should, should win. I agree. It's it's a very interesting case. The more d- deeper into the weeds I get into it, I will say uh, we are working with the same attorney who won in Salem. Yep. Uh, she uh, is Her office is up here in Portland. She lives in Portland, and she is awesome. Uh, she continually impresses me with the depth of her knowledge and her yep. ability to just be available to talk me off a ledge often and give me information uh, that I need. I, I, like I said, as, as I get deeper and deeper into it and I would, without giving up too much, I would say ultimately there's a very close tie between the per success and the arbitrator's understanding of FPDNR and our history of FPDNR and the ability of FPDNR and how FPDNR can pay for this redirect. Yes. Yep. So there's a lot of history to try and get into that arbitrator's uh, into their mind. And um, yeah, I, yeah. I, I feel good about it, but you never know, right? Yeah, that's right. You know, it's a difficult issue and it's a, it's, the timing is not good terrible with the budget. Timing. Terrible timing, terrible. So we, um, the ability to pay argument, which has not been there for the city for multiple contracts, is there. I wish that wasn't there. Um, we are also scheduled for arbitration for the Port of Portland and their Senate Bill 1049 changes. Right. <clears throat> so that's scheduled into April, uh, April 28, 29, I believe, is when that is. In case anybody else knows, Senate Bill 1049 is the PERS redirect that we're, Thank you. we're dealing yep. with. Yeah. And so we'll be going to arbitration on that. That still has to go through our grievance committee. I'm a little bit ahead of my, uh, over my skis on that one. Um, but that can be presented. We've scheduled the arbitration. I can't imagine us not going to arbitration for the port on their changes as well. And I feel like we do, you know, rightly so sort of rush through some of that stuff, but I would happily tell anybody, anybody out there listening, if you have any thoughts, concerns, questions about the PERS issue, um, call me directly, yep. email, email me. Um, Dundon, John Davies. 
Call yeah. any of those three, and they will give you uh, the late last update on where we're at. And thanks to everybody yeah. that worked over, you know, the implementation of the redirect was not easy, and we had members of the committee that really worked really hard to try and communicate of, yeah. we need to pick it up, uh, uh, you know, this is how you do it, sign up for that, sign up for this. It's important. It is important. Okay. Chugging right along. We're doing great. What do you, what do you got next on your, your list of bullets there? So we have had a lot of stuff going on in 2020, spills yeah. into 2021. The COVID staffing plan, uh, I'll just let you know, I get, do we do get questions on that. That was signed. We do look at that every two weeks as uh -huh. well. Um, I do want to make sure that, and I've had questions from members, whether it be in the 40-hour ranks or others that, that work a lot of overtime and now are kind of limited is uh -huh. we made a commitment to make sure that we don't reset till people can catch back up. Oh, I you know, not, so I think that, know that. Yeah, you yeah. know, I think that's important to know is that those that want to work, you will have the opportunity to catch up. And I will leave that to the e-board will make that final decision on how to do it, but we're definitely open to that. Yeah. Uh, we think that right now it's more important to keep people in station as long as people can have the opportunity to make up that overtime in a later period. So, so one of the things that I think that's went well with the COVID is yeah. we're not seeing the outbreaks that we did right. being able to be spread around. Right. Three things that, that causes <laughs> that. Uh -huh. One, shift change. People are coming in and out of the station. They're yeah. not hanging around. In right. 18s, we got hit where the person that was exposed stayed over, had coffee, sure. and all that stuff. Sure. People are taking the mass more seriously, which I think that's helpful. Yeah. You know, um, I won't get into the science of any of that thing. And then the third is by, by keeping people in-house. I know that the last one we had at 18s, we had an out-of-house uh -huh. uh, out person get a call shift. Yeah. So that's how we got infected. Right. And now, since we kind of moved those microcosms, even the last one that had in the companies, yeah. not everybody had to be quarantined. quarantined. It right. wasn't like right. 12 people got out. I yeah. think it was three. And yeah. that's been awesome. Even though those are co covered. It, it's so helpful. It's so helpful. Yeah. And I took, I started taking, I mean, I thought it's been serious, but I was not going to spend the holidays away from my family yeah. in a hotel right because my wife our good friend has stage four lung cancer i don't play around with it yep and it's not about me it's about whether we get to take care of our kids when she's doing chemo and stuff like that so for me yep. we were not going to spoil it yep. and so i think that's going well we will make sure to every extent possible that you can make up on your call shifts when that comes about um, on there too we did expand extend the covid um leave uh-huh until the end of February. And so those that are still being affected, I don't have the number, the, the uh, name of what it is, but it's essentially the CARES Act. That the, got federal, us, the federal money? That gives you two weeks of um, leave off Correct. if your family gets COVID, if yes. you need to take care of it. Yes. That's been extended until February. Okay. And so that's also another oh, good. good thing. Good. Yep. And I want to say this is I know, and we've heard your frustration on reporting we've heard your frustration on quarantine uh who gets quarantined all that stuff and we have made sure to, to echo that and we appreciate your feedback it's important for us to hear hey this person got quarantined this person didn't da, 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 so we can try and make it consistent and yeah. i mean i can see it's certainly it's certainly a hard it's a hard job. That whole um, they have, essentially job. they have to go and do contact tracing i assume for yep. every positive yep. and um I assume that they're trying to do their best to, to be consistent. But I do want to circle back real quick when you're talking about the staffing. Uh, it sounded like, and this is an issue that I'm not very connected to, so I just wanted to check in. Uh, 
are there people that are upset in that sense that they're not getting as much overtime as they typically have been? Is that something that you're hearing, hearing a fair amount, a little bit? Is it just what's, not as what's much the temperature as what on we, that? Not as much as what we thought, uh-huh. but the people we are hearing are completely vocal. You know, so you can imagine the people that are um, pretty upset have yeah. m- let us, made sure we know about <laughs> I'm it. sure. You know, and I assume, for me, is I've heard, I've been in this office for some years now, I can tell you when we made it, it was like, I know who we will hear from. And right. I already know what they're saying. And I right. agree with it. I, I'm not saying I dismiss it. I just think in terms of a balance right now, if we can make it up and they can have that same amount of overtime, yeah, then it's best to do it this way. And the solution is to not zero it out until we're past this? Until a, a time where it rebalances, where people can make up okay. to be able to do it. Okay. Is that satisfied people to some degree or... Any at all? Yeah, I, I mean, somewhat. I think people are pessimistic going, sure. well, we'll believe it when we see it. Got and that's it. okay. I don't yeah. blame them. I yeah, mean, yeah. it's the city, you know, <laughs> and, and the union working Say together. Say no more. And, Say no more. And, yeah. And yeah. so um, the next thing, too, is uh, I'm going to go into anything left on that? Nope. Next. Okay. Yep. Um, so we have been working on a bunch of different stuff. I did go over the vacation leave picks. The vacation leave drop. So we did um, not get vacation leave from like June 20th to July 5th, 2019. And so the city never dropped in that last one payroll of our vacation because it was a split one. So really I get 15.25 hours every two weeks. They missed paying me 10 out of the 14 days, which would have been about 10 hours. Uh-huh. The city came back and said, you know what? We're just going to pay you for the whole pay period. Jason's the one that, that negotiated that uh-huh. compromise. Uh-huh. Um, they did say we will wait until after uh, January 6th because you do have members that are over on your vacation leave. Right. And so that's supposed to be dumped in the June 20th pay okay. payroll. So that yeah. should be coming. It should be one full payroll extra. So five months from now, June. No. So thank you. January. Okay. January 20th. Okay. Okay. Um, and so that should be dumped in there. Okay. Quite disappointed. I can tell you the whole vacation leave thing has, uh, and you should be upset too. Um, I can tell you we, the commissioner gave us the support. Yep. Gave it straight to Travis. Yep. Gave it to the fire chief and said, this is not a deal. We're going to make it happen. Uh, we argued back and forth for it. Ironically, the mayor came back and said, this is what happened. The mayor came back and said, we will give it to you, but we're giving it to everybody in the city. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it to the dispatchers. I'm not going to take it away from the cops. Everybody gets it. $1.5 million price tag. And at the end of the day, city council said, I'm not giving it to the cops. So nobody gets it. Oh, I wondered about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and so and I want to just rewind, too, because I'm not sure we set this up quite fully. You're talking about the vacation leave rollover, just the COVID, one-time COVID. That's right. So if you had above the max, you That's could right. have it. You could carry three years instead of two years. That's right. Just wanted to clarify. Yep. Yeah, definitely disappointed how it is. And what was great about the mayor's office is they were really up front and going, you're not going to like what we're proposing either because we're going to put you on a 40-hour maximum. So... Even the people that have more than 40 will let you roll over 40 hours. Okay. Um, and so they were like, I just want you, yeah, I want you to hear from anybody else, but to limit the liability for the city, that's what we wanted to do. That might have helped. You know, and I said, hours. okay, hey, I appreciate you doing it. But my scenario to them was, well, it's not like you're earning money. 
Because what you got to think about is you've given somebody that vacation leave and you're going to take it back. So it's almost like saying, can I borrow 50 bucks and then hoping that person either forgets or that you, they can't find you because you really owe it to them. You're just stealing it. It's, yeah. it, you know, so that one, it infuriated me. But well, hopefully nobody lost any. They knew it was coming and they, and they ended up using it so they didn't lose I it. I did get a final report. There are people that are, I don't think I saw anybody over 20 hours. Okay. And so people know. had to use it. Um, you know, I'll be honest. I, I think this, it was almost worse that we were expecting it to pass because I think people were kind of yep. holding on. Then they're like, oh, shoot. Well, when it's, you have your commissioner say yes, yeah. the fire chief says yes, HR says yes. Yeah. And then it to get caught up. Um, that's one of the first times I've seen it get caught up that high. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I need to apologize about the frustration. I know there's people from our board that have said that, hey, this was communicated. This was going to happen. And it didn't. Yep. And you're right. Um, Shit it, happens. It, it does. Um, but it shouldn't have been communicated. This, this is 100% going to happen until it's signed. And so... Yeah. Those people that were affected, um, uh, you know, we Sorry. understand. We understand your position. Got it. You have to understand what we have going on for 2021. Yeah. And if I'm going to ask the mayor to do something, um, it's not going to be for vacation leave. That value is about ten thousand dollars. That's what we lost is ten thousand dollars or so of, okay. of our members' money. Okay. I'm asking the mayor to do multiple things this year. The budget is the first thing. Yep. That's by far the number one ask that I have for him. And you got to understand, I haven't asked him for a lot of stuff. You know, I only ask him for the big stuff. The second is that I'm asking him to support our heart and lung presumption at the state legislature uh -huh. through FPDNR. That is monumental. He was there for us last, last session. Uh -huh. um, he will be there for us again. And that is very, very important. So if you look at, and then the third thing is we have PERS. And I'm going to ask him before we go to arbitration to take one more look and to have a very serious conversation if he can make a deal with us. Yeah. So those are, the, those are really the big three things that are on my um, list for the mayor. He's always been there to talk. Um, I know, I'm just going to say it. I was disappointed that he didn't move the commissioner. Yeah. No secret. I haven't met with her um, over the phone since, um, August. Wow. Um, it's been a difficult couple months. Yeah. Um, we are back on the schedule again to start our meetings. I was hoping for a fresh start with somebody else, but I can tell you at the end of the day and having private conversations with the mayor, I support his decision. I wish for our members that it could be different. I yeah. wish that it could be a fresh start. My hope is that I can get a fresh start with the commissioner. She can support our budget. We can put uh, the things behind us in 2020 yeah. behind us. Um, you know, and I got pushed back from my board and one of our members, two of them just said, well, you got outplayed by the mayor. And it's like, no, we are a decision that the mayor made to be able to do it. And Portland street response has to be successful. Hardesty is all in on that. Yeah. And the mayor is going to support Portland street response. And so I had great conversations with the mayor. I um, appreciate his decision and there's bigger ones to come out. It sucks for me yeah. in terms of that I need to work on that relationship, but good for me. I mean, it'll help yeah. me grow to build a relationship again with their office. Um, and I would just leave it at that. It is what it is. It is what it is. And I'm going to work my ass off for their members and work with their office good. and do everything we can. And I will just leave it at that. Okay.
let's move on. Uh, lots of other stuff going on. I'm just going to fly and just let you know. Still working on the retire rehire program with uh, Chief Boone. We're actually looking at lowering that from a minimum of a one year down to a 30 day oh. minimum. Huh. And so, and I've, we've had plenty of fruitful conversations of going, you might need somebody in the tech rescue program for six months. Yeah. Why don't you do a retire rehire and see if somebody wants to come back and do that? And paramedics. You know, Nate, like Kurt Schatz. Kurt Schatz retires out of 26s. Yeah. Give him a call. Hey, do you want to work a six-month work back for the fire department? You'd be just a paramedic. You wouldn't be a company officer. But these are all your contract provisions. And it could be a way for her to be able to help uh, balance everything, especially in the programs that are really, really screaming for personnel. So been working on that. Okay. Um, Station 23 still working on, we did sign an extension of the MLU, trying to get a resolution for the unfair labor practice on that staffing as well. Give okay. me a call if you have any questions on that. Okay. Um, Article 25, that's the payroll banking. Yeah. So just to let you know, I did sign an MOU that says if your hours are l- so let me say this the right way. If you have a lower balance than negative 21 uh-huh. in the negative. Uh-huh. So if you have negative 23, negative 50, negative 70, you can do what's called a payback day. Yep. So that will lessen your banking hours. The goal is that when you retire, yeah. you don't have to have any of those hours come out of your vacation leave bank to equalize things. Got it. So a yep. couple that. provisions. If you're going off the line, you need to make sure that that's equalized before. We have one of our 40-hour members that owed 10 hours in their bank. Yeah. Um, they would either have to come out in the line to do it or they would have to do it. That's the only way to do it. You can't work an extra shift? There's you extra can, shift. but the person that I'm thinking of had worked, gone off the line, and has been off the line for two or three years. And the, he was like, I'm not going back on the line to work a 10-hour payback. But can't you just work an extra 10 hours in the FMO? Or no, no, nope, nope. It has to be on the line. <laughs> no. yep. The bank is okay. created on the that. line. Okay. The bank is created on the line by the, by the, uh, you know, by the yeah. paycheck equalization. Right. right. So, but the other key is I need to be really specific is I did have a member that wanted to do it in December, but had to take a sick leave day. You do not do your payback day unless you're in a nine or a 10 day cycle because you will get your FLSA pay. Right. And so even though your straight time, you will not be paid. If you do it in a nine or 10 day cycle without taking time off, you get your, you get your half time. Got it. And so again, ask me or Travis, anybody on the board will show you those numbers, but I'm getting ready to start my 10 day cycle, February 4th. Again, you're only going to have a 10 day cycle till June of 2022, but ours starts June 4th or I'm sorry, February 4th Uh ends March something second i don't know yeah and i'm not taking a day off i'm taking trades but i will get for that cycle i will get 28 hours of halftime and if your hourly rate and you're a firefighter and just to make it easy say you make 40 bucks an hour yeah your halftime rate is 20 bucks an hour so that means you're going to be getting 28 hours at 20 dollars an hour just to work regular time 560 bucks don't lose out on that money Make sure your FLSA cycles watch them. And if you're going to do a payback day, do them in the nine or the 10 yep. because you will get paid your halftime, which you do deserve. Got it. Okay. Okay. Next thing is we do have a lot of stuff going on. Well, I'll just briefly talk about mandatory overtime. We have, we're waiting to bargain that until January. 
now that we're in a COVID situation, it pretty much brought on that, hey, we actually probably don't want a mandatory overtime policy that sends people from station to station right. during COVID. Right. So we're getting ready to start bargaining that now that we have some retirements. And so up at the up at some of the top levels. Yeah. And so we are we're anticipating over the next couple months while we have the COVID staffing to really do that mandatory overtime policy and get it done in the next couple months. And once that COVID staffing policy is is done, then we anticipate being able to replace it with that. Um, when you say bargain that, is that just going to be like small work sessions? Yep, just small work sessions. Okay. Uh, I mean, we've already committed to, to doing it. Okay. Um, it'll be at time and a half. And so we didn't get that double time, but just you know, okay. to let you know on that. Okay. Um, again, still working on the FLSA issue for 40-hour members. Uh, two things for the 40-hour members. One, the city came back and said, you can't flex more than a one-week period because you have a seven-day FLSA cycle. Seven days. Seven days. Huh. So what we're still pushing on is to combine to have that go to a 14 day yeah. FLSA cycle. Yeah. It would have to be a citywide change. Oh. So we are going to bargain. It's not going to be easy, but it's really something I think as we look at COVID that everybody in the city should be able to have that benefit. And so if we get something like that, it would, it would probably not just be for firefighters. It'd be bureau wide. Also looking at starting up Travis had had a great idea for sabbatical leave. Yep. They want us to do that with all the other unions. We're going to start working on that as okay. well. And so there's all these stuff that's kind of on the back burners that we're doing it. The other thing is I did get a commitment. Again, I, it's not signed. Yep. So take this for what it's worth. I did get a verbal commitment that all the 40-hour members that furloughed will do no payback this year. Got it. So only people that will do payback in a 40-hour work week is if you did not um, do any type of furlough program. Okay. And Seems so that's great news. Fair. Um, if you did transfer to a 40 hour work week, you would only owe two hours a month is what we're kind of doing the pro rata just to know that's kind of where we're going, okay. on that, which All is right. pretty exciting. I have gotten questions about the police and their bargaining in the bargaining law. Yes, absolutely. They have gone over police bargaining for multiple sessions down in Salem. This one's going to be a doozy. Um, that train is coming to take away some of the rights of the police and their union contracts. Uh -huh. um, and we do anticipate not being able to stop that. We have been able to help quite a bit in the past, uh, be able to do that, and we'll try as much as we can. But the, the biggest thing is to protect all of our collective bargaining rights, all of our arbitration, everything that we have in the PECBA for the firefighters. Okay. What else you got? Um, and so... A big year for us. I mean, if you look at everything that's on the schedule, <clears throat> you know, whether it be the arbitrations that we come on or anything else, we do have some other stuff that we're going to ask for your support on and, and looking at doing. Um, the first is, is we're going to do a bunch of committees that are, are uh, we are going to stand up a little bit. Uh -huh. And so the first is the building committee. Okay. And so that did not pass its vote. Yep. Um, it was a pretty significant uh, uh, reaction. Uh, reaction to it. Yeah. Uh, we didn't communicate well. We didn't really, th that's all on us. I mean that, yeah. you know, and in a, in a different time, we'd be able to go and show everything and what it is. We've done a great job of being frugal here at the union hall. Yeah. And w that's allowed us to be able to have some, some ability to make some of these options. Travis is going to be on that committee. Some of the people that were pretty vocal against it will also be asked to work on that Excellent. and to have a better uh, forward communicating plan to you. Okay. Redoing the communications committee. Huh. So I just briefly talked to Isaac last week. Um, next week, 
we are going to be at, I'm sorry, the following week we'll be at the IFF conference. Uh -huh. We're going to use that also as a, um, you know, kind of a work session for Travis, me and the primary officers um, to be able to do in between sessions while there's there, there, uh -huh. you know, each of those days last about eight hours. Um, but we are going to be together working on, on the IFF conference. We're also going to try and do as much as we can for the local during that time period too. Looking at revamping the communication, heard a lot of people say, I want more communication. I want this, I want that. We have the opportunity to be able to kind of revitalize that type of communication, whether it be Twitter, blah, blah, blah. I'm really kind of really focused on our member communication. Yeah. But since we're going to be communicating with the public because of the budget, it's going to be more of an over-encompassing thing. Right. So we might be looking at people to be able to step up and go, help manage our Twitter account, help do this. Yeah. Um, communications about this, how do we do it? So that's going to be pretty exciting on how to do that. Uh, Human Relations Committee is coming. And again, that's very exciting for me and Travis and the board. Uh, we are going to stand up a Human Relations Committee for this local. They'll do work from sitting on a uh, citywide union equity committee to helping with training, working with Barbara Diamond, helping me write communications when we have instance, helping us walk through the situations that our members uh, with that we need help with. I can tell you one of the things that's hard about union president is, okay, I've got two arbitrations. I have an unfair labor practice against the board that I'm doing in the next couple months. I have uh, the budget coming up. I mean, when you look, our plates are full. Yeah. And it's really dealing with the, you know, one member discipline can take hours and yeah. hours and hours of my time. Whereas if we can help have people come and help us do stuff, they, that's, how, that's how it works better. So that committee is very exciting for me. Um, we're working on a budget to be able to provide tr training. Um, can but, I stop you real quick? Yeah. Just a question. Um, you know, when you say HR, it always sort of set, sets my hackles up a little bit, having dealing with <laughs> HR as much as I have in the past. Um, is there, or do you know if there is any precedent for HR committee, human relations committee in other unions, our size or bigger around the country. Is that something you've talked to other presidents or, or yes. officials yep. about? And there'd be, there'd be a two day training from the international uh -huh. there. Who's help us set all these things up. Um, Twalton Valley does have one as huh. well. And so it's not that far off, <clears throat> you know, in some of the communications that's been done over the past year, you know, I struggle to write and what do I do and how do I write it? I'm not an expert on any of that stuff, yeah. but I can tell you there's people in this department that are, Okay. you know, we have a statewide apprenticeship program that we're trying to get done yeah. that that committee would help us do that. I would do the legislation. Carl would do the legislation in Salem, but working on a paid apprenticeship program, these are things that can move us forward over the next 20 years. Uh, the member action committee, I wrote about that in the straight stream and essentially I gave you all the examples, but even when we had the wildfires, I was not as prepared, and I don't think the union was, to be able to handle the events that happened to our members. Um, we had a Clackamas uh, fire captain, his daughter went missing, unfortunately she perished. Um, one of our members stepped up and did a lot of coordination, yeah. and it was a lot of phone calls and different stuff like that. Yeah. I can do better, our union can do better to stand up when our members are in need. And I am very, very excited. Don Porth contacted me. He goes, yeah. is that something I can work on? And it's like, please, we need that support. Yeah. And whether it be the wildfires and coordinating who needs help, whether somebody's missing and we help coordinate food and water and the barbecue and everything. And we yeah. go, 
even if we're not searching, we bring the barbecue out, we'll cook for you. Yeah. We will do everything that we can. Our members want to help. And they showed up in the wildland season. I've never seen that many people signed up to work. Yeah. And the fact that they said people need help, how many people went out to Schaefer's to help? Yeah. Our members want to help. And we are going to redefine that program to be able to do it. Okay. Um, the last couple of things that we've worked on, again, very, very proud of the work that we've worked with the city on Jerry Richardson's health benefits. And so just to let you all know, uh, after 24 months, you lose your health benefits when right. you're off on disability. Right. And the union and the board were very supportive. They paid for October, November, and December. Uh -huh. And we have made an agreement with the city that the union would pay 25% of his health care and the city would pay 75%. Wow. And okay. so with us having paid 2100 for three months, we've actually paid a hug quite a bit uh -huh. and so we think that uh, we will pretty much have that paid for for the commitments that we had but I don't normally do this but for the administration what an amazing work that we did together and it's because of fire chief Sarah Boone advocating to take care of our member that we got there that's awesome the language needs to go from the contract that's it's ancient the 24 month language the 24 month language it was done when we had multiple people off all the time the claims but, were, you know, this is pre-2007. Is that, isn't that, isn't that in the um, health, the health insurance language? Isn't that from? It's in that front. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not contract language. That's it is from, contract. It's in our contract. It is as it well. It says that. Yeah. Because I thought that I actually remember reading that our premium um, member of the, the benefits lang uh, language that was in there as well. Yeah. So it's in our contract, but it's, a, this is a great example where, Jerry never should have lost his health care coverage. Um, and is that carryover for Jerry till, till Medicare? Uh, for 18 months. Okay. And so then we will uh, negotiate that as, uh, you know, in the time period. That's economically, that's how far they could go okay. up until now. Great, great. Okay, that's, that's pretty awesome. You know, but that's, that's pretty much what I have right now. I think that we have a ton of stuff going on. We always do at the Union Hall. There's always stuff happening. And I just am looking forward to 2021. And with your support, we can do it. I think there's some exciting stuff. I told you about all the committees, all the stuff. Yeah. Please consider helping us out. I think that whether it be a virtual uh, meeting that we need to do for the budget, whether it's something I need you to do for PERS or Isaac needs you to do, if Travis needs you for this, please consider. Give us grace. We're trying as hard as we can. Yeah. We're working hard for you. And we are always honored to be your representation. Um, um, are you at a place where you feel you can, can wrap this up? Uh, we do have the, the meeting coming up in a couple of days. Yep. So people can address things. I feel like you got something else you want to say. So I just want to say thanks for listening. I think that this conversation could have probably lasted five hours. Probably. And I, um, you know, I'm so thankful to have 2020 behind us. I'm so thankful to uh, everybody that was patient over 2020, it was a rough year for everybody. And this is the year that showed how important the fire department is. And the strength of the union, when you look at everything that we're trying to do, the missions that we're trying to accomplish, where it be heart and lung presumption, going for Medicare at 55. I mean, we have some amazing things we're working on right yeah, now. Yeah. And please take the opportunity to, whether it be helping Travis on a committee or reaching out to us on one of these things. Uh, please don't hesitate to do so, but also, you know, take the time to get, you know, to give us a chance to let you know what we're doing as well.
Great. Yep. Thank you all for your time. And uh, we do have our general membership coming up. Hopefully this will answer a lot of those questions um, that I'm going to be talking about. It's going to be Thursday and Friday of next week. I don't have those dates in front of me. I don't know I either. Probably should. But I can say I, I will all things equal. This should go out Monday, I would believe. So people should have a couple of days to listen before uh, the, the meeting coming up next week. That's on the 21st and the 22nd. All right. Thanks, Alan. Thank you. Thanks for having me.